taboo or not taboo? That is the question. Fucking boo! My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Cameron and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Um, John Souter, first of all then, boys, uh, it feels like an affinity ago, but I'm still rattled by it, Um, by the clappers that is. Um, It it was every conversation, walking into the stadium, overheard conversation. Um, When the teams were announced over the tannoy, I would say a majority of fans booed. Um, What was the anticipation like waiting for his first touch of the ball there? (laughs) Fair play to me. I mean, he's a fucking scumbag, but got to just take it on the chin, don't he? I do see that. But <laughs> I'd said that to you during the game. For for all that was on him, that'll actually stand him in really good stead in an old firm game because, like, he played well. Yeah, aye, he did have a very good game. Yeah, and he should have won us a penalty as well. Um, no, it, it was wild. Eh? Uh, what what did you, what do you make of the the whole clappers thing? What's your view? I seen the I seen the argument that it was to sort of drown. It wasn't clapping John Souter. It was to drown out the booze. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like it was clapping John Souter, and that is an absolute pathetic move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree entirely. Cameron, you you give off give off clapper vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did neither. Um, Aye, that's I was good. kind of the opinion that. Um, each to their own um, although I, I don't understand clapping the guy um, but mm. what I can't get is I mean we've seen I, I presume this is what had happened but we've seen a couple of rows down for us two guys that were literally about to go fighting and in my <laughs> head I thought if someone booing or clapping at a football match gets you that upset you need to find something else to do like <laughs> genuinely No, I know um, Paddy, you weren't at the game, but I, I could hear you booing from from my seat. I, I'm still booing. <laughs> it's just a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I was. It was wild. That I. That's me sitting in the wheat field, looking over to the main stand. I could see security constantly just going to little pockets off the whole stand, breaking up stuff through the whole first half. Do you know, this is, and, and, and my, my thought on it, like, going forward is this is 100% the reason why we need to move them out of the club as soon as possible, because what you don't want is this to become a distraction in your own stand when actually we're having a pretty good season here pushing towards something. Yeah. It's just, it's just not what you want. I know. that That's what the, the clappers have been saying on uh, on Twitter and that as well, saying I would never boo one of our players and... But they are not one not. of our players. I know. He fucking made that decision. But surely yeah. the answer at that point is just to do nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand that you're not counterbalancing anything. No, it's no. just, it's just but, bizarre. There's been people saying that they felt it was distracting, not distracting. Like they said, a few people said they thought Michael Smith looked like they didn't. He didn't want to pass him the ball because of it. Early on, I don't think the players care in the slightest. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so either. Michael Smith was booing him. 
Michael Smith was far too busy putting in an absolute screamer of performance. Oh, how good was he? I know. Um, nice. That was that. What What do you think happens? Say we come into February and he's still at Hearts. Jane, this is something that's going to just be the first five minutes going forward, or Jane, this is going to be a more long-standing thing. I think it'll it'll every time he's announced, he'll be booed, and I think his yep. first couple of touches of every game, he'll be booed. But I think people will probably fall off because I just think it's like something that who can be arse keeping that up? Eh? <laughs> I know you've got to have good uh, vocal cords for it as well. <laughs> Do you wonder? I, the way I read kind of Saturday and him not being there was that that is our last bargaining chip almost that us playing him would have definitely taken the value away for them paying anything whereas we've left them out and said mm-hmm. look you're also getting the cup games at that point and we'll probably end up taking it would signal to me that we'll probably end up taking some kind of money right at the end of the month yeah right. I agree with you I think uh, I think it definitely is beneficial for him not to be in that, that cup squad um, but I don't think he goes anywhere. I think also the benefits of him not being there is he doesn't get abuse like literally about a metre away for folk who mm-hmm. are within touching distance at the same level. He can hear it a lot more. He's no needed in that game. Just let him fucking, after being booed for 90 minutes at Tynecastle, let him have a weekend at home and just chill out. But mm. I do still think Hearts obviously keep in mind that him not playing in the Scottish Cup is also like a, a bargaining chip if they did want to move him out. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll obviously come on to speaking about the upcoming Celtic game on Wednesday night, as well as the two games we've played since the, the last podcast. But what do you think? Do you think he, he starts on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, I could be straight back in. Yeah. Unless we, unless we get rid of him tomorrow. Yeah. Robbie yeah. Nielsen wants to win the games. I don't think he gives a fuck about um, who's going to be here next season, really, right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Kind of what you want for him, eh? Like you want him to just literally be looking at performance. Aye. Yeah. Fair enough. Aye. I reckon so as well. Uh, Connor Goldson seems to be all over the, the the social medias today. He could be going this month. I think that's going to be the domino effect. Um, his contract's up at the end of the season. Rangers seem to think they can get a few million for him still this window. The the proper Rangers way, probably expecting ten million. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Hart should sign him. We need a centre back. We need just agree a pre-contract. On that, have they got anybody that we could just take? Like anybody they're wanting rid of that would actually I've be a value. No idea. Mm, trying to think who we've been linked to. We were linked to Scotty Artfield, but he's kind of came in back into Gino Gio's plans. He's been playing more now than ever. It's also this might, su- might surprise you, but I do not keep a single fucking second of my life looking at Rangers contract <laughs> feel like Jarvie mate <laughs> I'm, I'm no just Jarvie all does. over just all over Scottish football not just Rangers <laughs> just it's a fact. happy coincidence it's a benefit of the job <laughs> um, no, that's John Suter fuck him um, I'm, I'm glad to hear none of these are clappers Judy's out on camera um, <laughs> Simon sits next to me Oh, didn't get me involved, eh? You can you can how fucking shape witness testimony usually is, especially mine. <laughs> uh, right, news and transfer stuff. Armand Nandwili has finally left uh, the football club on a permanent deal to Le Mans, joining up with the 
joining up with Loic Demur. What are they doing? <laughs> They're doing Hearts a great favour. What a club. <laughs> what do we have on them? <laughs> I know. Um, aye, crazy. So, aye, and do the thing. It, apparently, was the nicest guy and couldn't have been, couldn't have done more for you if you were to meet him in the street. Heard nice stories about folk asking for pictures of him and that. So, they just, uh, he was a championship sign in. He wasn't cut out for the Premier League, was he? And he couldn't warm up by himself, Cameron. I, I, it's, see, thinking back to kind of the six months in the, the championship that we had with him, I'm just surprised we're at this point because it really didn't look like it was going to be that way. I know. No, no but remember that, was it Rafe? I'll be a Rafe when he made his debut and scored a double in the second half and it was like, wow, look at this guy. Um but it just never he never had the ground running, did he? No, I think it's the right move for everybody. Yeah, I, I think there's a player in there. I think if he was at a club that just gave him tons of minutes to get Matt Sharp, he might have been decent, but he was never going to get that opportunity here. So he'd probably come back and play for Levy or someone and score three against us Hibs. one day. <laughs> Hibs, Hibs maybe, yeah. Mm, come on to that scumbag. Um, so that's that. In terms of signing a striker, fans are getting very frustrated now, more frustrated by the day. Um, all for the new approach and the cautious signings. However, it's the 24th of January now. <laughs> we play um, Celtic on Wednesday. We've got Liam Boyce, whose troublesome calf is just behaving itself. Um, should we be getting worried now? I think we, we definitely need players in and I'm the first person, I think I was complaining about it in the summer about how we're, we're being very slow to move, but every signing we've got in has worked out. It seems to work out quite well with Joe Savage and, and the team that are in right now. So I, I would love to have a player in right now, but I trust on track record so far with them that they are working hard and they are trying to get these players in, but they're not just going to bring in a player because he's in a position and he's available. I think, agree with Simon, sorry, Cameron. No, 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 I was just going to say, do you think the frustrating thing for folk is that obviously under the, the new management of this, there are no leaks anymore. So we're constantly not really linked to anybody in the way that we used to be. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think that's exactly how you should run a business. You look at all yeah. the, the big successful franchises in, in any sort of sport, they're all very tight-lipped, they're, they're kept together. It's, when things are coming out, it it doesn't look good for a for a team if there's loads of leaks it because it means that someone's talking and someone's giving this information away to people who can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, Paddy, do you, do you think this is potentially part of that domino effect with Sewer? Do you think we're waiting for a kind of windfall of X amount of hundreds of thousands of pounds before we sign someone here or what? No, nah, I don't think so. I, I don't want to sign two Sky Sports, but it's quite difficult to sign players you want in January. And if you look... The previous years, it is usually the last week that you sign players as well. It's you don't normally get early that many early deals in January, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm not that worried to be honest. I trust Joe Savage, so we'll just see what happens. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I trust them as well, but I I am worried that they've had between the summer and January to get prepared for this. And we're now in a position where we play Celtic on Wednesday at home. We've got a game against Motherwell at home at the weekend, and then Hibs on Tuesday next week. And all we've got is Liam Boyce because we've got Ridden and Wheelie, Jamie Walker's away, Ewan Anderson is back, but no playing. We've got Barry Mackay, though. 
we've got wee false nine Barry <laughs> Mackay, who doesn't score, but he'll get two assists a game. Um, it's just would have been nice to have had someone in and settled before this next phase. Aye, definitely, but we we could have just bring like if they had rushed it, you could end up bringing in someone like Nanduli, who's looks good on paper, but then when it actually comes down to it, is is just no good enough. So yeah. and we're just in the same position. I mean, I get the argument that we need bodies, but mm-hmm. aye, I think I think we'll be all right through through these games um, with the with the ability to play like Gino Woodburn will be back. They do all right. They do well enough and. If you do think about it, we have played the season with basically one striker, and we seem to be in an all right position. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Um, in terms of transfer stuff, obviously it is limited because there isn't any leaks. <clears throat> but we were after Michael Obafemi in the summer. This was the, the young boy that was at Southampton. We were trying to get in on loan. Um, Swans ended up signing him for, it was over a million pounds. So he left Southampton because he fell out with Ralph Hussenhattle <laughs> because he wasn't get anywhere near game time and apparently stormed out the Swansea arena. I don't know. Um, during, the week, <laughs> during the week there as well because he's uh, frustrated. So watch this space. We could end up with him on loan, but Paddy, he could be as troublesome as Mario Balotelli. Recently recalled by Italy. Aye. Sometimes you need that though, eh? Like you just need a nutter. Alex Ferguson loved a nutter. Aye. <laughs> Aye. So we'll see if we can tame him. John Lancaster, our head of recruitment, of course, coming here from Southampton. So the links there, if Swansea want in shot, then we might have a shout this time round. So we'll see. I've just um, looked like 42 games, five goals, but I guess you've got to take into account as against a better calibre of defender. Yeah, and he's probably come off the bench for a lot of those senior appearances as well, if not like yeah. a vast majority. So he's apparently very highly highly regarded. So well, when he's not shouting at managers and telling them to fuck off in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, why not let the, the Swansea raid continue with Welsh journalists also reporting that we're interested in Jan uh, Dahada? whose contract's up in the summer with them. Uh, Paddy, you had a wee look into him last night after this come out. Yeah, it's, he's very Ben Woodburn. Um, he just, he's five goals in 50 games, um, plays number 10, like looks like a player that's like Ben Woodburn. So mm-hmm. unless they're planning on not signing Woodburn, which is imagine they're not bringing him in, but it's a like-for-like replacement. Yeah, because when you say that, Paddy, he came through the Liverpool Youth Academy as well. Yeah. Yeah, also capped at international youth levels, etc. So I know nothing about him, but we'll see. Need a striker, but why are we even looking at number 10s? You were just saying it there, like there's there's no leaks at all coming from Joe Savage and the boys. I might have read my my second favourite thing I've ever read on Jambo's Kickback this week, only behind the whole conversation around Stuart Finlay walking a dog in the Orium and what type of dog it was. Um, someone said on Kickback, the age of the in the know is over, given how tight Joe Savage and his team are running things. Could this be the end of Jambo's Kickback? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Josh the, the transfer segment on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Putting podcasts out of bloody work. 
Um, they just showed you before, John Murray must have been telling everyone what was going on. Like, postman, Aye. postman, barman. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a guy who doesn't want to talk about what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's mad. Um, in terms of the backroom, also in Jambles kickback, actually Ray's got a valid point. Now, I wanted to run this one by you. Robbie Nielsen's contract's up at the end of next season. Uh, finishing third, you might start to say, is looking likely. A good chance we've got European football next season. And you could say that Robbie Nielsen is going to attract some suitors, uh, not, the, not the wrong suitor. Um, would it be the right thing to do to tie him down to a new deal this summer? What's your thoughts on that? Yes. I'd whack a year on it. I think he's earned that. Just a year? Like a year extension, so it gives him another two years. See how he does with the... Um with a, a second season in the Premier League and yeah just build it for there I, I mean I, I like Robin Nielsen he's definitely won me round but I'm not like signing him down for five years football changes so much you see coaches start to falter at every single level um, when they're at a club for too long so I, I think if we sign him down for another year see where he's at after his third year and then go for there I'd like us to be the most stable boring club on like off the field mm. issues and I think that would be perfect like you're building something that looks really good at the moment I mm-hmm. just don't think you want to upset it oh yeah definitely I'd love it if a manager could stay for a long period of time and if that's Robbie Nielsen that's Robbie Nielsen I just think in modern day football coaches have shelf lives now quicker than ever before and it's it's nothing to do with their ability it's the group of players that's in there it's everything everything around the club sometimes it just gets stale and it stops working see, mm-hmm. see Claudio Ranieri Aye, exactly. <laughs> Harry, you, you and me, well, all of us were very Nielsen out after Broda. Do you agree now that he has turned the ship around and he does warrant a new contract? Yeah, definitely. I think I agree with Simon. Give him a year's extension and see what he does next season. Um, just talking about Broda for a second, that game at the weekend, he was definitely definitely not wanting the same thing to happen with the strength of squad he put out. <laughs> Aye, definitely. It was at the back of everyone's mind, especially his, I'm sure. Um, just thinking about this, Joel Savage has upgraded a lot of the backroom. We'll touch on them in a second. It's not that exciting. Like, um, do you think there is a chance there that as a club, Savage looks at it and thinks we could upgrade the head coach position? You should always be looking to, to make sure that you've got the best available man in the, the position. Yeah. I, I think Robbie Nielsen's done nothing to lose his job. And like we were just saying, an extension is, is warranted but it shouldn't be in a position where he can now just get another three-year deal and no matter what happens for here, he's a, he's the manager of the club. Because mm-hmm. that's what we did with Levine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does happen now and again in modern football, but even after a successful spell, managers being shown the door for an upgrade when Pochettino went to Southampton, for example. Forget who it was before him. Um, they'd had a great season. He went out just because Pochettino was there. You know? It does happen. Are you saying we're getting Pochettino? I'm saying it's there's a chance. <laughs> I, was, I, I think that Robbie Nielsen might be better suited to that role. Genuinely, like I feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I Are feel, you saying you'd rather have a Robbie Nielsen at us than Pochettino? I, I mean, you've never seen Pochettino work with that level of player and that budget. <laughs> Surely it translates, though. Paddy, has Pochettino ever managed with less money than Hearts? And how did he do? Use your brain. Mayo <laughs> managed in Argentina, but I don't think he's probably managed with... Because before he was at Espanyol, and they definitely have more money than we do. 
or maybe not. I don't know, but I'm sure they will. Aye, they're like they like actually get quite far in Europe sometimes. Hi. So, well, welcome, Mister Pochettino. Uh, this is uh, Craig Halkett. <laughs> what was it they used to say when Daniel Stendel was here? Stendel was playing like um, advanced higher football, and we had standard grade level players. Aye. <laughs> I mean. And now it doesn't look like that's true. Well, it does because most of that team is gone. No, right. but I'm, I'm not so sure about Stendhal. Oh, at Daniel Stendhal. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely. With every day that goes by, Stendhal's, um, the veil comes off a bit more Aye. to Stendhal's time. Like, maybe we would have got relegated if we had that season. Aye. <laughs> um, so, on this topic, I wanted to have a look at what finishing third actually means and... Uh, and what happens with Europe. Not to get carried away, but, you know... That's what <laughs> but let's get a bit carried away. Let's get very carried away. Aye. So, finishing third in the league, first of all, considering money, you don't get much more than finishing fourth uh, at all. In terms of the cinch money, it's like less than 100 grand. But, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking joke of a league. Oh, no. But it is, it is very, very important that we finish third this season, and this is why. Assuming that... Either we win the Scottish Cup or first or second place win the Scottish Cup, i.e. Celtic and Rangers, then third place will go straight into a Europa League playoff game, which is a two-legged tie. You win that and you go into the Europa League. Holy um, shit. In in the playoff last year, to give you an example of the competition, Celtic beat AZ Alkmaar to qualify. Uh, you also had teams in there like Rapid Wien. Galatasaray, who had beat St. Johnson, FC Cluj, Olympiacos, so it's a, a decent level. There must, there must be a big English team as well. There, yeah, there probably will be. But so say, say we win that round and you go into the group stage, you get a guaranteed €4 million Euros for getting into the group. You get €650,000 a win and 210000 a draw. So obviously it's, a, it's an absolute treasure chest getting into the Europa League. But I think this is... Looking at something more realistic and still amazing is this, right? All we have to do is finish third. Let's assume the, the realistic chance that either we or the old firm is going to win the Scottish Cup. If you lose that two-legged tie, you're guaranteed to go straight into the Europa Conference League group stages. So, so we've pretty much got Europe next season if we finish third. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, which until- means... Until Livy or somebody win the Scottish Cup. Aye, I know. <laughs> but listen to this then. So that means you'd be guaranteed, even if we finish third and we lose that those two legs, you're guaranteed eight games in Europe next season. Four away days. Somewhere they will be like absolutely fucking miles away though. <laughs> they will be. And here's the money for the Conference League, by the way. I know English football turns its nose down at us, but it's pretty uh, game-changing stuff for us anyway you would still get a guaranteed 3 million euros for reaching the group stage. So all we'd have to do is get beat in the Europa playoff. <laughs> 3 million for reaching the group stage. You still get over 500,000 euros for winning and 200, over 200,000 euros for a draw. That's insane. That, like, I know it's no that much money in like modern football, but that's a lot of money for Hearts. If we can, <laughs> if we can get like a, a, even a couple of wins and into that conference league, that's like four point two million pounds. Yeah, that's some serious stuff. Like it really is. Get I, out the group, and it's another million. You know, what I mean, then another seven hundred and fifty grand if you win in a playoff game and all that. That's it's superb. 
do you not think as well so that it becomes much more important to, to well obviously to do well but to, to target keep the John Cup. Suter <laughs> no but to absolutely Aye. target that Scottish Cup I think this team yeah. will target the Scottish Cup I think I genuinely and I'll talk about it more I get in the the Auckland Lake Talbot review but I genuinely think this team is wants to win the Scottish Cup yeah definitely I like you said Simon like this uh this, like it would change the landscape it would change the the roadmap for Hearts for years to come if we finish third and the Scottish Cup gets as predictable as it gets Here's hoping, and Anne Budge isn't here anymore to spend it all on stuff like CCTV cameras and that. <laughs> no, I actually feel worried that Anne Budge is leaving and we're going to get all this money and we're <laughs> not going to know what to do with it. <laughs> um, so, I, that was the European stuff. It's quite exciting. Um, a few other bits and bobs. Our academy director, Roger Arnott, has left the club. I couldn't quite work out what the terms were, but I think Joel Savage let him go one way or another. Um, there are paper saying that Savage wanted to make his own mark. There was quite a lot of folk on Twitter, the message boards seeming delighted to see him go. I uh, don't really know too much about him to comment, really. I do know that he brought Aaron Hickey in after Celtic let him go, so couldn't have been that much of a daft thing. Um, in terms of replacing him, uh, this is what another paper wrote. Hearts have snapped up St Mirren's sports scientist Junior Mendes, leaving Jim Goodwin gutted to lose an invaluable backroom member. So first of all, get it up them. <laughs> um, and he's coming in as a as the academy director. So it sounds like a bit of a promotion for him. Um, he's coming in as Arnott's replacement, basically. Good. That sounds that sounds positive. Yeah. Um, Can I just go back to one point? I've, I've, I've went in a rabbit hole here, but I was looking at... <laughs> I was, I was looking at conference league groups and Basel got a complete jollies, like a ridiculous jollies. They're not fun places to go, but this, this was Basel's group. They got Karabag from Azerbaijan, Ammonia from Cyprus, and Kerat from Kazakhstan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fucker. Right, so we're going to Cyprus in that group stage. But that's... Exactly, <laughs> I and Appa jollies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kazakhstan jollies, maybe not. I bet you you would be travelling for more than you would even be in Kazakhstan. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No direct flights from the UK. And Not a chance. There's one for you here, Jarvie. Uh, the Lincoln Red Imps qualified. Um, they're the Gibraltar champions. So you can go over there, get some cheap fags and booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quality. No, that'd be nice to be Gibraltar every day. Oh, aye. Still spending the pound. That's when you're on holiday. <laughs> When you right. can spend a pound. Just take it for me, but then he try and spend Scottish money. <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Legal tender. Oh, I've, oh, trust me, I've been there. <laughs> Just wanted to buy a wee t-shirt in next. Next thing I know, she was having to phone the manager. <laughs> Karen Jarvie over here. <laughs> um, right, last bit of news. Uh, Martin Boyle was left hips for a few million pounds, which is great news because they're pish without him. But I just wanted to say this. I'm not sure if you heard. He's moving, the team he's moving to actually play in Maroon. Maroon and one of his teammates will be Igor Rossi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm sure he won't mind for 25 grand a week tax free. You would just, you'd play in a 2 2. What, what league is that again? It's the, the Saudis League. All oh, right. Nothing wrong with that country now. Um, Demi Mitchell, by the, at the time of writing this, said he's linked to the place. I mean, he's just signed for Hibs uh, this evening. He was, he was a terrible 
terrible player at Hearts. <laughs> What's your views on it? To be honest, he was a bit rubbish the second time round. Um, mm-hmm. I, I obviously don't have a fucking clue what's going on at Hearts. I don't know if if Dimitri Mitchell is a left back or a left mid now. I don't know. Um, but it's just funny because he did talk a lot of shit about them and that's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Hibs, who are they? Etc. I'll haunt them forever now. Aye. Um, aye. So when Demi Mitchell was asked the first time and he was good, he was on the wing. Then he was got injured. And when he came back the second season, Man United wanted him to be playing at left left wing back. We played with like left sitting fullbacks <laughs> <laughs> under Levine. So he uh, he went there and he was shite and then he got injured and went back to Man United again. But he has been playing as a winger at Blackpool. Like he's coming in as a replacement for Boyle. Right. So I could uh, I could see him choking in the derby, having a howler. You'd be scared I to go I don't even want, I, I don't want to think about it to be honest, but I mm-hmm. that was it, that's I, I would I would much rather live in Edinburgh than I would Blackpool. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> be the only upside. I I'd love to live in Blackpool. Aye, yeah, fucking <laughs> laugh, man. The Pepsi Max every day. Right, you can write the Pepsi Max to work. <laughs> Donkey rides whenever you want. Um, right, that's all your all your news and transfer stuff. Shall we talk about um, game one of two, St Johnston? Um, Simon touched on it already. Boyce wasn't fit enough to start. Woodburn had COVID. Nandouli was driving to France. Walker's been sold, so we started with three wingers. All felt very Craig Levine. <laughs> um, Josh Janelli's played up front a couple of times he played up front this game where he scored both goals from his position up front um, he he was quite good but the, the story of this game was obviously John Sutter starting after the news broke that he was leaving Hearts at the end of the season to sign for Rangers and I, we've talked about the boon and the clapping um, can just sort of move on for that players of the game for me were um, Barry McKay and Michael Smith. I think they work really well down that right wing. Um, they combine well and, and Barry McKay gets all his, all his credits for his assists and, and how well he passes and moves forward. But his work rate um, to get him... <laughs> his work rate um, is, is brilliant and he covers Michael Smith and allows Michael Smith to get forward and often be the furthest man forward for Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I 2-0 win against St Johnston it was great I thought we played really well um, St Johnston are absolutely shit and fair play to those <laughs> St Johnston fans coming through on a Tuesday night um, to watch that absolute fucking shite because I wouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> Aye, they travel well eh? like they almost yeah. sold out there but um, Aye. the bob of the attendance overall almost 17,000 there on a Tuesday night I don't think that was just because it was our first game back either. Like, Do you not? Our tendencies. Aye, I think um, well, going to watch Hearts is an enjoyable thing right now. We play nice football. We've won almost every single home game. Um, so, aye, I think it's a it's a good experience. And, and I do think that combined with the fact that it was people's first game, even first game allowed back, but it was the first game Hearts had played in a while, so... Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how close the attendance is this week because it might not be that different. I I think yeah. I think it'll be a good turnout again. I th- like we'll we'll move on to it, I'm sure, but I fancy I kind of fancy us against Celtic at Tin Castle nowadays. Aye, I'm up for it. Like <laughs> so, I um, yeah, I think that what I was impressed about the game against St Johnston is how how well we actually played and 
like going forward without a striker. We still created loads of opportunities, um, 50% shots on target. So it's, it's still pretty good. We kept the ball well in their half. Um, but I, I think fair, fair play to fucking Josh Janelli's finish was quality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a few a few shaky moments in the first half at the back, Simon. A few balls over the top. weren't dealt with very well at all. And Shifshi, if he wasn't just coming back from ages out, could have easily got a goal for them. Aye, Craig Gordon... What, was it a good save or is it just one of Craig Gordon's like TV saves? But either way, he, <laughs> he keeps the ball out. Aye, um, Craig Gordon does well, but St. Yes, St. Johnson on another day maybe could have had a goal there. But mm-hmm. apart from that, like I don't really remember St. Johnson ever being a problem, really. No, no. Um, Peter Haddon was like just he's just so angry just now. <sighs> He like, in a good way. Yeah, he looks like he's lost a, a wee bit of weight as well. He looked dead trim, like not that he ever needed to lose weight, but he looks thinner and he, he looks like he's moving a bit better around the park, actually. I think. Yeah, I was about to say he was having to work his arse off because I was noticing when the balls were going out wide, he was going into the box as our biggest midfielder and striker. Well, midfielder and winger. <laughs> yeah. So he was trying to get in the box box for all the crosses in as well. So he was having to do a lot of running. Yeah. Yeah. What? Interesting to see if it's just those two games, but kind of looks like he might have moved out of being a holding midfielder into being like the man sitting in behind the striker. Yeah, no. Enjoying Haring just now. Um, he's got to get a contract soon for me. I'd be gutted to see Haring go. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe he sees himself getting somewhere else where he's guaranteed first team? Because if everyone's fit, is Haring in the first team? I think Benny's going to have to work hard for his place back in the team. Like uh, rightly so, yeah. But if if everyone's playing to where they should be at the level they should be, I don't think Aaron's in that squad. Yeah, I think I, I think they'll all probably end up on a rotation of some sort. But I would have. I, I know he's been great, but I kind of thought watching this St Johnston game that Devlin could do with a break. Like I, I know we'd just I come up and have a good game. Fair point. I it doesn't Devlin's position isn't necessarily locked in. I maybe Benny and Harding. But I do think a rotation is obviously ideal. But is is Harding going to be happy with that? Do you know what I mean? If he wants to fucking mm-hmm. play, I feel like none of those three are. I would be happy with that. No, I, yeah, that's what you want, oh. though. Especially yeah. for centre mid, you want them to be pissed off a bit. No, no playing ninety minutes. Yeah, it's nice to have the depth. It's like Michael Smith, who had an amazing game. And you've got to think it's because Nathaniel Atkinson's come in and that's put a rocket up his arse. And he now wants to keep him at the team. You know? Oh, I don't I think know. it does any damage, eh? Yeah. Next year as well, in Europe, <laughs> should we be there? Eight extra games, you, you need this depth to, to keep things ticking along in the league and in the Cups and that, so... Yeah, that's not including the travelling and uh, all that, the less time on the training pitch, less time in the physio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I second half, Barry Mackay was unbelievable. Um, a false name. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Mackay, weirdest guy on the pitch. Can he score? But why not eh, if he can get 100 assists a season? He looks phenomenal wherever we put him, really. He's, he's great. Uh, the, the good thing about playing the sort of three players up up the top is they can all interchange. They're, they're quite comfortable being on the left, on the right, down the middle. Gino running behind, obviously, he's rapid um, for both the goals. Thought he was brilliant. And uh, Barry Mackay's going to find him when he makes those runs, isn't he? Yeah. 
Good. I don't think there's much else to say on the, the St. Johnson game, is there? No, clean sheet for Craigie G. Congrats. Oh, one one thing I'd add, um, just on the hair scale, um, all <laughs> of the officiating crew had hair, so they over-indexed this week. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what they look like on Wednesday. Got to say, the linesman who was in front of us looked like he absolutely shot the bed a lot of times, like he was having a very nervous day. Might have been his first day. He looked quite young. <laughs> you need to pay me a lot of money to want to run that line. Oh, aye. <laughs> oh, aye. I mean, he had a bad game, but aye. No thanks. Aye. Yeah. The main the main stand of Tynecastle must be one of the hardest jobs in Scottish officiating, <laughs> truly. Um, good. Um, at, at this point, we were going to do uh, Jambo's kickback, but shout out to our podcast member Hammy who I think is missing his first ever podcast what episode this is episode 67 67 fair play Hammy Mr <laughs> No Days Off oh so yeah. last week was 66 and we didn't even talk about England <laughs> um, unbelievable effort but Hammy has got a power cut so he can't join us tonight so we're just going to talk about another game uh, and I didn't see this game Simon so you talk amongst Cameron and Paddy about Auchin Lake Talbot Aye so we um, we played Auchin Lake Talbot in the cup very good omens isn't it um, we've played them a couple of times and one of those times we went on to win it big big thing obviously we talked about was that John Suter wasn't playing um, we've covered this and saying that it might be because he can still play for Rangers in the cup or um just gives him a rest out of the spotlight for a wee bit. But we did see Andy Halliday starting at left, sort of left mid-wing wing back sort of thing. I thought that was quite interesting with him and Cochrane were able to rotate. Um, so it was good. Um, the starting lineup was obviously Craig Gordon and like we touched on earlier, um, maybe thoughts of the the game last year when we named quite a strong squad. Peter Haring, Cammy Devlin, um, Craig Gordon, Liam Boyce, Barry Mackay, Michael Smith, Kingsley, all started and... I start for a new boy, Nathaniel Atkinson, who I thought looked all right, but it was hard to judge because even Andy Halliday looked quite fast in this game. And I missed the game entirely, went on Twitter afterwards, and all the praise was about Andy Halliday. Aye, that's why it was hard to judge, because he did look like a world beater. <laughs> Aye. Um, how cheeky were the Auchinleck fans? The, the wee bit highlights <laughs> I've seen, it was like a junior level thing castle well I was actually thinking that when I was watching the game live I was like fair play to everyone who made the journey up because it looked like absolutely quality but it is this is why this is what I think fans of like bigger teams and, and bigger leagues for what in a better term like they crave this sort of this bit of character that Scotland has and that's why I love Scottish football because it is still this like sort of smaller scale thing which has like games against Auckland Lake Talbot at literally the, one of the smallest pitches mm-hmm. like physically like the size of it um, and the fans are genuinely as close to a juniors game like do you know what I mean with, with I mean it's not like they're superstars but it's quite cool it's, it's hearts players yeah. and especially if you're young you're going to enjoy that yeah and then on the flip side of that yeah you, the camera picks up all the, the fans what they're shouting and you can see what they're saying to the players and the players <laughs> Maybe at Tynecastle can't hear 99.9% of the abuse they get unless they're, they're over getting the ball or something. Or John Suter. Or your John Suter. But you can definitely hear it at this game. <laughs> Liam Boyce's celebration after he scored the penalty was literally <laughs> at a fan who must have been calling him bald the way he was pointing to his head. <laughs> so, like, 
it's just funny. Like I like that how it's it's got that sort of element and that bit of character to these games and especially right. Auckland like Talbot. You got beat five 0 but what do you expect? Like mm-hmm. we won at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like I was going to say earlier, the reason I really liked this game and, and came away being really positive is I we won five 0 but you can play shite against these teams and win five 0 the way the players approached it and and the professionalism and the effort that was there, you win these games convincingly just with effort because it's just the difference on the day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the Hearts players played, even the subs who came on, everyone was still putting an effort. That last goal, um, Cochrane's goal was what the what minute was that? Well, the eighty third minute, and it was set up by one fullback to the other fullback, and they both sprinted pretty much the full into the pitch. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no bad day. Eh? I'd said it, said it to you, so I thought it was interesting that you're playing a, a junior team in 75 minutes and you're bringing on Gary McKay-Steven. It's like, that's, we were 3-0 up at that point. It kind of shows the mentality. Yeah, and, and I think this squad of players, this is obviously maybe me just projecting onto like what I've read from Saturday, is I think they see the chance. This is a good squad. They recognise it's a very good squad, and I think knowing that John Suter's leaving, there's probably other players not going to be re-signed. New players will be coming in. I think this group of players actually really get along with each other quite well. And I think they enjoy the sort of stage that the team's at. And I think if they won a Scottish Cup, I think that would be a really good goal for them because it, it gives them some sort of silverware yeah. a season. And it is sort of like a, a good send-off to the squad that they've assembled. Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. Very well said. Um, there is something about this, Scott. I think what you're what you're trying to say, Simon, is that we could win the Europa Conference League next year. I mean, <laughs> if we all we need to do is if we qualify for we finish third, and whoever wins the Scottish Cup, as long as it's one of the top three teams in Scotland, mm-hmm. could be Kelly Hart. Aye, then we should <laughs> we should just invest millions of potential pounds that we could win from winning the Conference League into the squad, and then we will win the Conference League and that's guaranteed plan not to fail. <laughs> Is finishing second Champions League football? I know care. if you finish first, it's a guaranteed place in the Champions League group stages. That's what we should be aiming for. That's the, still got a chance. Because they're saying if it's the looked, biggest prize in the league table. table it? No, I've not looked at the league table. Act. Why? No, it's just Paddy's insinuation that we might win the league. All right. I thought you were going to say something like, like, oh, third isn't quite ours yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate wet blanket, eh? <laughs> Not that you are, Paddy, but that would be. Uh, um, I, uh, the, so I can't seem to fab now that I had the time. I haven't seen extended highlights, but I did see uh, Mac and F, Cameron, Choo Choo, we assist, was it? Yeah, and I mean, we've seen him in two games. I am, I don't know about you, I thought he was superb when he came out against <laughs> Johnston. He did, not, he did absolutely nothing there. Um, yeah. And do you know what? I, I'll keep jumping on because I think at times we've seen really good flashes from him. It's, where he's coming on and the amount of minutes he's getting is always just going to be really difficult. Um, and a game like that where he, he can come on and actually do something, you know, I know it's against a lower division team in the cup, but I think... Did you see the goal he set up an assist for, though? Yeah, yeah. Ah, it was just hard and walloping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it still goes down. That's all confidence. It builds. Aye, of course. Aye. I like McInef. I think he, like I completely agree with everything you said. The, the minutes that he gets isn't going to ever allow him to develop any sort of form. 
but he looks he looks like his body uh, language is positive. He looks like he's putting in work when he comes in. He doesn't look like he's sulking on the bench. So, mm-hmm. and he's a weird one. I think he's naturally a kind of attacking central midfielder, and it's the one position on the part that we actually don't play. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just exactly. don't play one. Yeah, I think he might end up going out on loan later this season. You know, by the end of February or something. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think you're right. The depth. I don't know if he'll go on loan, but I definitely think they're trying to find a place for him in this squad because they're bringing him on at left mid, they're bringing him on at right mid. I'm pretty sure he was playing through the centre, like the, the sort of false nine for the end of a game not yeah. that long ago. And Johnson, so, they played false nine for the Was it? Bit. Yeah, maybe that's what. But aye, so they're definitely trying to find a space for him in the squad. They obviously like him, but mm-hmm. I think it is. It's just there's not, his natural position isn't in Hart's plans. He's a utility man, like Edgar Johnson. <laughs> Um, Paddy, Livy in the next round, you've got to be happy with that, surely. Aye, it's a good draw. Um, At home, just, I should say. We've, uh, we've just got to do what we did, did against Stock and Leck and pump them and not take <laughs> it for granted. Stock and yeah. Leck are probably a bigger team than Livy as well, eh? Oof, the <laughs> knives are out tonight. I would... Uh, I- I'd be taking no punts at Livy in the cup. Like um, that's got banana skin written all aye. over it. Oh, aye. this this is this is a long ball in the ninety-first minute to be tapped in at the back post, written all over it. <laughs> Them and their one fan playing a keyboard in the stand. <laughs> I genuinely, I'm, 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 I'm not worried about this team sort of slipping up like that. It's, it obviously could happen to any team at any time, but I think the chances of it with this team are, are pretty slim, unless. I mean, we'll need to bring in some players so that some can have a rest. That's the only issue that I have fear for these sort of games. I'm I'm sure last time we had Auchinleck, we had Livingston afterwards in the next round as well. And but the year that we didn't win it, but played Auchinleck. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember now. I think the Livingston game, or was it the Talbot game, it was Big Vanacek's uh, debut game when he got pulled off. It's like after half an hour or something by Levine. What a signing. It's all just a big raging blur. <laughs> just uh, could be, this could be the game where our um, new striker makes a debut. Hopefully it goes a bit better than that one. Um, what a well-researched point. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I might be right, you know. Cameron will no doubt fact check me just, uh, you know, as usual. I don't even um, know what, I like, what, what would I search? Uh, Vanacek debut. It's not, right. it's, it's not brain science. It's not brain science. <laughs> um, one extreme to another, Auchin like Talbot to Celtic. Um, we've touched on it already. Use, use our feeling like we've got a, a win coming here potentially. Day. I mean, you can't, like, you can't say, "Oh, I think we're going to win this." But I think at home against Celtic, we've we've been all right. We've been consistently good, and I think Hearts at home, the only game I've been. Proper, like, think that we just didn't turn up for was Rangers. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, there's been some some pretty disappointing results, but we've we've usually turned it all right. And I yeah. think you can get up for it against Selic. There'll be loads of fans. There'll be almost no Selic fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, massive selling point for attending. Um, a couple of things there. They've got some really bad injury problems. Like that's uh, Callum McGregor's just been ruled out at the weekend. Kyogo's injured again. They've got players away on international duty to Japan. Rogic's away to Australia. Um, 
Connor Salmon just scored against them at the weekend. <laughs> That's going to cripple morale. <laughs> I, I did not give a fuck who is playing for Celtic and who is not playing for Celtic. <laughs> Let's Just fucking get into them. Aye, I know. But they should, like, a, a club that spends as much money as Celtic should be able to play a, get a team against Hearts. I bet the players they bring in are on more than any player at Hearts. Unless oh, they're youth so. players that they've fucking invested loads of money in anyway. They won't have to play a youth player. No. Um, now they're talking about James McCarthy taking McGregor's starting spot or Sorrell, but the Celtic fans seem to be in hot debate about which is the less lesser of the two evils to play. So it's good to see them on the ropes. I've got a funny feeling another wee hearts 4 nils on the cards here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. Uh, just before we move on to buy or sell, I think it's appropriate to say um, there's going to be a a round of applause on the 13th minute for young 13-year-old Devin Gordon that sadly took his life. Um, was it like last last week sometime? Um, just 13 years old. Absolutely awful. Um, Cars have just tweeted tonight. His, his mum actually works for the club. Yeah, she does. So thoughts with the family. Yeah, sincere, sincerest thoughts are with the family. Uh, make sure you're on your feet um, and clapping. And, and obviously, no matter how young or old you are, um, if you need to talk to someone, make sure you do it. You know, don't keep it to yourself. Speak to your friends or speak to you know plenty organisations out there to listen to you. Don't suffer in silence. I um, it's it's such a shit situation. I think it's really brought into light how how easy it is to talk to people and and also how easy it is just to to not say a word and, and keep it to yourself. But listen, I pride myself on on being available for you, and I'm so proud to use the way you talk about your mental health and and all that. And I think it's great that we've got a group of friends that can do that. So, I if mm-hmm. if anyone needs to talk, get in touch with us. If you don't feel comfortable saying to your friends or whatever, yeah, everyone's always available here. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Our DMs are open, listener. We are available. Um, Cameron, buy or sell. So I'd like to kick off by ourselves by um, giving you a quote from uh, David Vanacek. Um, <laughs> David Vanacek once said, I played, I played my first match and I played 90 minutes in the Scottish Cup. It was very good. I had an assist and we won 1-0 versus Livingston. I was happy. So there you go. Well done, Javi. You're right, you're right. Aye, that is coming back to me now. <laughs> clearly, clearly not brought off early though. If you played the ninety minutes, like... the next game, I'm oh, sure right, you pulled after forty-five minutes. I will dig it out, Cameron. I don't think I remember him for that one. Sorry. <laughs> okay, now on to myself. Um, quick roundup of the St Johnston game. So um, we had a fairly even scoring, actually a completely even scoring, other than Hammy. So. Everybody scored three, Hammy scored two. Um, so how it went, Hearts to keep a clean sheet. That came in, so well done. Um, that is the one Hammy sold. Uh, Hearts over 1.5 goals, scored two. Um, a winger to score. Now, I've decided that there is a mix of buy-sell here. I'm going to give everybody a point for this because I think you could argue it either way. Um, he's a winger and he was playing the striker, so um, point to everybody there. And over 59.5% possession, we came in with 58. So just under, um, I think that's where everybody dropped a point. So running totals, that leaves us at 
uh, in last place, Paddy, on 36, up to 39, where you find myself and Hammy, up to 41, where we find Simon. Jarvie, there you are at 45, and then Instagram on 46, and still out in the lead on 49, or Twitter. Just catching them, though. They were like, unassailable them. at some point. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> One point a week. <laughs> um, okay, now on to the Celtic game. So, I mean, I've went really straight up here, I think. This is the kind of game that deserves this question. Hearts to win. Bye. 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 Everybody's bought because Hammy's not here. Hammy <laughs> would have sold that probably. Probably. It's one of those that I ask and it's not really an option. I've already put Aye. buy in. <laughs> um, so all three of the games we've played so far, so we've played them twice in the league and once in the League Cup, um, all three of those ties were uh, decided by one goal. So um, will this game be the same? Uh, well, Jarvis says we're winning four 0 so I sell that. <laughs> um, so it doesn't necessarily mean Hearts have to win by. No, you you could you could get a point for this if Celtic win by a goal. Yeah, yeah, right, I'm measurable. So, so is it, the question is Hearts to win by one goal? No, the heart. The, the question is the game to be decided by one goal. Oh, right, okay. Uh, I am going to sell it as well. Oh, me and Hammy have bought. <laughs> I'm going 2 1, 3 2, mm. 4 3. One of them to hearts. 4 3, that would be fucking class. <laughs> 4 3, 95th minute winner for Andy Halliday. <laughs> Andy Halliday. I was going to go Michael Smith, but fair enough. After the Patrick. Michael Smith would not be on the pitch in 95 minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> um, possession. So. Three times this season, this, this seemed mental to me. Um, one of the games was 26%, one of them was 28 and one of them was 30 So obviously that gives you an average of 28 for Hearts across the three games. Um, the line is over 30.5. Um, buy. Buy. Aye, fuck it. I'll buy it. The, the only time we've played them at home is... 26%. Um, the first it's game the of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The worst. But I think yeah. this team's got so much better since that game. Remember, we were playing Andy Halliday in centre mid. Yeah, we were. The, well, in fairness, the, I think the 30% one was the last game at Celtic Park. So we've got better. Exactly. Um, and then the last one, uh, a player-based one. So uh, we've seen Benny kind of return to the bench on Saturday. So um question is Benny and Devlin to start in the centre. Sell. Till... sell. Yeah, I'll also sell. I was hoping that'd be more mixed. I'm gonna sell it as well. I think Haran probably stays in for this game and then you might see them change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Haran Haran's Haran doesn't deserve to be dropped and I think it is risky in a game like this. So. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, gents. Um I will update you next week. Exciting stuff. Um, by the time we record our next podcast, we're also going to play Motherwell at the weekend. <laughs> Hope Josh realised. Um, Do you want an extra show. question? I'll give you an extra question. Here we go. Bonus question. Oh. Hearts. Hearts.
Over, yes, bye. Hearts, hearts <laughs> over, over 3.5 points. Bye. 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 No, change that. Hearts over 5.5 <laughs> points. Bye. Tell. I, I'll sell that. I just want so to just the bank, just to bank the fucking by ourselves. <laughs> we are you we're beating Celtic, but not Motherwell. Listen, so you've all bought the Celtic one. We've literally done that this season. Yeah, I reckon. So Hearts over five point five points. Yeah, definitely buy. Sell for Simon. Sell for Jarvie. Buy for me. Buy for Hammy. Buy for Paddy. Buy for now. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Um, and I and next time we'll be we'll be looking back at these Celtic and Motherwell games. And looking ahead to the next day of recording when we play Hibs. Um, exciting stuff. The games are coming thick fast. I'm going to need a, a lie done by Monday. Um, all right, so thank you, boys. Um, and thanks to Padman Productions for putting all this together. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with that buy or sell. Uh, we are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, whether you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave a generous star rating if you enjoy the show or even some polite words. Uh, please also don't forget to spread the good word around Gorgie. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts, then we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.